This is a Socialist News and Views special interview. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special interview. I saw a post on Facebook recently about Christian nationalism, and so I wanted to reach out to the author and talk to them about that post and about Christian nationalism. Let's go to the interview. So on Socialist News and Views, we let folks introduce themselves. So tell us who you are. Yeah, hi. Well, it's it's great to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk about uh, these important things. And so I'm Daniel Wolpert, and I'm uh, my primary vocation is as a student of the spiritual life. And uh, currently, my my job is that I direct something called the Minnesota Institute of Contemplation and Healing, uh, which is uh, uh, an organization we do work in spiritual life and leadership, uh, healing in the arts, and. Uh, I've been uh, working uh, with that since we founded it uh, just about 20 years ago. And uh, the other the other big thing in my life right now is that I'm I'm a grandfather for the first time. So that's, wow. uh, that's pretty cool. And I, I don't know how that's possible since my kids can't be that much younger than I am, or I can't be that much older than they are. But, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, it seems to have happened, and so that's pretty fun. We had a had a solstice uh, baby, so that was wow. neat. And um, yeah, and then uh, you know I do a little bit of this and that, but. Uh, uh, as I said, really my main focus is is on the spiritual life and uh, the habits, the practices. How do we engage that in the world? How does that connect to to our activism, to our political life, to our uh, interpersonal and personal lives? Right. Now, yeah, I read a post uh, on your Facebook about Christian nationalism and mm-hmm. specifically about your experiences when you first moved up to Northwest Minnesota. And, you know, so tell us about those experience when you, experiences, you know, years ago when you first moved up there, 20 years ago, um, and how that connects to the Christian nationalism that we see today, if it does. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, I'm not from the Midwest. Uh, I, I was born, uh, uh, as I say, a small town out West. Uh, you may have heard of it, uh, Los Angeles and, <laughs> uh, have, uh, but moved to Minnesota in 2000. And that was really our first experience of living in the Midwest. Uh, we'd lived on both coasts and, uh, and in Colorado, but uh, but never really in the, the heart of the Midwest. And, uh, you know, I wrote this post because, and, and I'm sure we'll get into this more later, but, you know, there's a lot of discussion right now about Christian nationalism. And I think as with many discussions, particularly in uh, more, quote, liberal circles, you know, there's there's sort of this selective amnesia about America, right? <laughs> and, mm, yeah. Uh, and so a lot of these posts are acting as if 
you know, this is this brand new thing that, you know, Donald Trump or Fox News invented or something. And, you know, there's never been Christian nationalism before now. And right. Uh, the point of, the, of my post really is that that's just blatantly not true. And uh, that, uh, you know, the same with racism. A lot of people act as if, uh, you know, horrible racists and racism is some, you know, new phenomenon that's getting right. worse all of a sudden. Uh, and, and again, obviously that's uh, completely not true. But um, so when we got to, uh, to Northwest Minnesota, and this is not particular to there, and this is true throughout uh, much of America, and that was really the, the, the point of what I was talking about, was that, you know, there were all of these fascinating cultural practices where Christianity was embedded within public life, right? Mm. So you, uh, you had kids at the public schools were bused uh, once a month to their churches to get religious education. So that was a public school activity on you know, public dollars. Uh, you had a, a small public university that had uh, a campus minister, a Christian campus minister that was very embedded uh, within uh, the, the public university, uh, at, at all kinds of public functions, you had uh, Christian ministers, you know, getting up and saying prayers and mm. uh, facilitating different aspects. And, uh, and it was very, very clear to me that, uh, you know, and what I said in the post is that this, this term God and country was really one word. <laughs> right. uh, you know, you say it fast enough, it's just mm. God and country. Like that, it, it was the same thing. And for, for these folks, and, and this is true for generations, um, their, their Christianity, you know, every church had an American flag up in the front of the church. Um, and, you know, if you tried to move that, uh, you got a lot of people really mad at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and for, for these folks, uh, Christianity and America were one and the same. And it was clear that that had been the case you know, for their whole lives, for their parents' lives, for their grandparents' lives. I mean, as far back as they could remember, however soon uh, they, you know, got into the country as, as white folks, uh, these two things were, were absolutely synonymous. And, uh, and for them, something like the separation of church and state did not mean that Christianity was not part of the public life. What it meant was the state could not tell them which Christian denomination they could attend, right? So, so, and I think that this is something, and and a few of my friends and colleagues that commented on my post talked about this, you know, if you grew up in in Berkeley, California, or something, this is very alien to you. I mm. mean, you just you just don't know that this is going on, uh, you know, eighteen hundred miles east of you. But but this is absolutely the norm. And so, you know, when people talk about Christian nationalism now, I think we really. Uh, 
we really are making a big mistake if we don't get the fact that for literally millions and millions of mostly white Americans, uh, the the merger of Christianity and America is a very, very old thing that they spent their entire lives assuming to be true. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that that's that gets to the next question I had, which um, you mentioned in the post, and then you just outlined now that you know Christian nationalism in the U.S. Uh, as you said, uh, you know, linking America and God and America and Christianity. You say that's business as usual in the post, but you just you're just posting it now. Um, so I guess you know why did you think it's important to connect those dots between that history? now and maybe why do you think it's getting talked about more now than it has in the past even though it's been out there um and are there other national you know elements of nationalism or christian identity that you're concerned about right now uh in the u.s yeah well so you know i i post these things when it seems to me that there's enough of a of an external conversation to join in on and Mm -hmm. as i said i i just feel like at this point uh, you know, we are seeing so much conversation about this. And so that's what, uh, you know, kind of got me uh, going on it. Um, and I think one of the reasons that it's becoming more virulent now, and and this is also not a new phenomenon, right? And I, right. And I think, you know, we could talk, for example, about the era of, of Reconstruction after the Civil War, which I think was very, very similar to a lot of what's happening uh, right now, we could also talk about the creation of fundamentalism at the beginning of the 20th century, which I think was another uh, great example of this sort of process, is that, is that when uh, the white Christian establishment has felt threatened uh, by either another group of people or another uh, you know, form of uh, nationalist sort of behavior, uh, they they uh, they go on the attack, right? They mm-hmm. go on the offensive, and I think right. that that we are seeing, particularly within what we call fundamentalist or evangelical churches, but also within a lot of small churches uh, in in the the uh, you know what are called the mainline denominations, we're very much seeing a resurgence and a reaction of Christian nationalism to a lot of, uh, whether it's the demographic currents, a lot of Mm -hmm. the activism that's gone on, uh, certainly it's connected to Islamophobia and the rise of anti-Semitism, you know, that, that basically these folks feel under threat and they feel like they have to then assert their power in whatever way, and right now we're mostly seeing it in terms of uh, the GOP trying to uh, gain uh, minority uh, rule uh, electorally. Um, you know, they they try to to uh, respond to whatever threat they're experiencing. So, I think it's very important to be talking about now. Um, but uh, but again, just because this reaction is happening and just because we're talking about it now doesn't mean it's a new phenomenon uh, by any means. Right, right. I'm going to, this wasn't in there, but 
just going to throw this out there and see, you know, how does what's being termed Trumpism within like the media sphere, et cetera, like how, how does that align and connect with Christian nationalism? It seems like in some ways they might be quite different, but in some ways they may be the same. Do you have any thoughts on, on that? Uh, well, I think, I think that it's, um, at this point, I think it's a marriage of convenience um, because because clearly Trump and and Trumpism, you know, this sort of rise of uh, you know um, uh, this fascist, narcissistic form of political behavior. Hmm. Uh, clearly, that uh, there's a lot of power behind that. And so I think that you see a lot of these uh, Christian nationalist folks, you know, basically jumping on the gravy train, so to speak, right? And, you know, you really saw this picking up speed uh, during, you know, before the, the 2016 election when suddenly there were all these fundamentalists who, I mean, look, Trump is as far from a Christian as you can get, right? I mean, there's, mm-hmm. there's absolutely nothing uh, right. about him uh, that, that in any way connects to something we might call Christianity. But you saw all these people really start to change their tune, right? I mean, they had for years been bashing, you know, Clinton, Obama, whoever, and saying, oh, these, you know, these people have these bad behaviors, even though, of course... Right. Obama seems to be the best behaved person that's ever, you know, been president as far as mm-hmm. morals go. But, um, you know, they've been bashing, oh, Clinton, you know, has affairs, does all these terrible things. Well, suddenly, you know, this started moving in, the, in this opposite direction. And now, well, Trump was a baby Christian. And so, <laughs> you know, it's okay that, that before he behaved badly, because now he's going to learn how to behave well. And he's... You know, and this was this was language that was going on in all these churches in 2015 and 2016, mm-hmm. and and then of course once he got elected, you know, then it was just full throttle. We're going to come pray in the Oval Office. We're going to you know do all right. this stuff, and and so it, it very much is just about power, right? And right. and we want to take power, and again in the same way that 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 happened in reconstruction the same way that that happened with the rise of uh, fundamentalism. Uh, there was a, some kind of perceived threat and it's like, we need to align with whatever political power is happening and, and we need to take this power back. And so, you know, I think that's what's going on with that. I, it's just, it seems incredibly obvious really. Right. Right. We had some problems with audio in the second part of that interview, so we're calling this part one, and we'll be bringing you a re-recorded second half of that interview in a few weeks. But in the meantime, we'll be bringing you other new content, so continue to check back every week for more from Socialist News and Views. Thanks for listening to this special interview, part one. I'm your host, Nick Schillingford, saying solidarity. This has been a Socialist News and Views special interview.